Welcome to the Wine and Wipes podcast, a place where new moms share their experience and new dads can listen in to learn what your partner may not be telling you. With five questions, you will learn what is going great and what she truly needs from her partner to feel supported. All with your host, Greg Coral, results coach, author of The Gifted Storyteller, school principal, and oh yeah, he's a dad too. Greetings, parents, and I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome to the Wine and Wipes podcast. The purpose of the Wine and Wipes podcast is to give new moms a home and a place they can listen to what other new moms have experienced in the first one to four years of becoming a mom. All our moms have children under four, so the information and experience is relevant. Today's guest is Sophie, who just had her baby eight weeks ago and is dealing with the very beginning of motherhood. As Sophie will explain to you, she really didn't want children, ever, and this was a total surprise to her. So the question becomes, what do you do when your life suddenly changes in this way, and then you find you give birth, and as some of our other moms have said, it's not what's expected, which is often the case in life. Both during the pregnancy and the time thereafter, there have been a tremendous amount of emotions that have come up for Sophie, just like other moms. This is the part that's often not talked about. What do you do when you find yourself in an emotional storm of dealing with guilt and anger and so many other emotions that just rise to the surface, and yet at the same time, you're starting your journey as a mother? How do you deal with that? How do you deal with your partner and those around you, as well as do the work necessary to make sure you're confronting those emotions and not just pushing them aside? Additionally, Sophie is a business and brand coach, and we'll see how she pivoted with her business during this time when she's very focused on her child. Let's listen into Sophie and hear about her journey. Welcome to the Wine and Wife podcast, and thank you for taking the time to help out new parents on their journey. Why don't you start by telling us a little about yourself? What is your name? How many kids do you have? And what are their ages? Yeah, so my name is Sophie. I've got one little nugget. Uh, he just turned eight weeks today. So Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so far, and I know you're in the beginning stages, what is your biggest joy about being a mom? Oh, man. Um, well, <laughs> You know, sitting with this one because it was not a planned pregnancy. This is a surprise, um, and I actually did not uh, want and are ever plan on having kids. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of a wild ride, and I, I think the biggest surprise has just kind of been seeing how much I've shifted and evolved in my views on just life and all of it. Um, it's been a really beautiful process of just like slowing down and softening and really surrendering. And I think that's kind of been uh, a lot of the magic of it. That's beautiful. So it's kind of helping you redefine your life. Yeah, definitely. I think redefine myself, um, redefine my life. And then also I find myself really wanting to just redefine motherhood in general. Uh, cause I, I, te- I definitely have a more rebellion <laughs> spirit, uh, and I don't really like the way that motherhood is painted today. So it's it's definitely been a, a fun thing to be like, well, I don't want to fit into that box. So let me do it my way. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so mm-hmm. far, and again, I know it's the beginning, 
but you can go off of what's working for you. Do you have any specific routines that are making your life easier? Kind of a life hack, whether it's for you as a mom or for you in regards to your child. Yeah, I think it's just having as much support as possible um, has been like the biggest thing and just like really making sure that I have space, my partner has space, that we both have time um, away from him and uh, that way we're able to just kind of like still focus on ourselves. So every day uh, my mom or my nanny will either come in and help out for three to four hours. So we'll get that time um, to just solely focus on either the business or going to the gym or something to just kind of like help us remember who we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll trade off here and there. So it's like, if I need to do something for a little bit, then he'll take the baby or if I need to do something or if he needs to do something, I'll take the baby. And um, so just kind of like really having that support has been huge. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And so basically you're taking time for you solo, you're he's taking time for him, and then you're taking time together as a couple also. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And um, you mentioned business. What do you do for a living? So I do a lot, um, but the, the short answer is I grow online businesses for um, a lot of personal brands, uh, specifically like coaches, web designers, um, brand experts, things of that sort. And how have you managed that? How have you managed that balance between mom and working at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been a fun one. Simplifying <laughs> the business has been a huge part. So really learning how to like actually simplify, systematize in all of the areas that I wasn't previously, um, and I want to say streamlining in a sense. But I don't really think that's the right word. I think it's just kind of been a lot smarter about how I built out my model to where I'm not constantly needing to like chase clients or doing anything of that sort. Um, my background is a lot of marketing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of built out a, a business model that allows me to have a lot of really epic residual income with my clients and have the systems to kind of like support that influx where I only have to work maybe like two hours a day. Um mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just like creative energy. So it's interesting. So actually this having a child is actually giving you the opportunity to redefine your business and looking at what the best parts and the most impactful, impactful parts are, and then moving forward in that way. Exactly. Yeah. So he's just been like a really big gift in like slowing down and looking at like, okay, well, how can I do the absolute least? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which has been amazing. Well, that's great because a lot of people, I think, look at, well, how am I going to manage both worlds, not understanding that there's an opportunity here to actually better your craft and get better at what you do and being much more fine-tuned. So it's great that you're yeah, pointing exactly. that out. Mm-hmm, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, so have you had any challenges with your family in regards to parenting choices or styles? Is anybody pressuring you to do it their way, and how are you dealing with that if so? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I wouldn't say so much styles. I think more so it's just kind of like this belief of like needing to have more children. Um, mm. That's been consistently kind of like shoved down my throat. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's just really standing firm in the fact that it's like, you know, no. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not there maybe someday, but like, no. I'm just so, so, a little human. <laughs> so you just had your baby and now you're being pressured to, to go for number two. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you need to have another one so they can be close in age and just get it done now and all of that stuff. And it's just kind of like, I, I don't know if I ever want to have any more. Like, it was a pretty traumatic experience, um, just giving birth and, and doing all of that. So I think I think I'm set. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, just for the record, I'm in the same club. Um, so yeah. what, are two to, what are two to three qualities you love about your partner or wish your partner had? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a little bit about um I think the biggest thing is just, oh, let's see. The amount of patience that he has has been quite a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. And just like really doing his best to kind of like try to understand everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say just like his willingness to like constantly just trying to like ask like what he can do, how he can help all of the things. Um, has been huge. So I think those two pieces, and then also he's just like he's really really good with um, with our son. So that's been incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things that we've had conversation about um, has just been really <laughs> him kind of like grounding more when I'm having like these emotional moments. Um, I know it's different for every woman, but I know for me uh, especially, it was it was just been really intense emotionally um, and also just understanding like how much my body and hormones have shifted and um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like sex drive and libido and all of those things and so I think we kind of had to have a conversation where I was like hey like this is nothing to do with you I'm just navigating like so many wounds that have opened up that I didn't even realize were there um, and I just need you to like recognize, like, I need to go through my own healing journey right now. And when I'm ready, like I'll be ready. Um, but I just like, I need to have that space and I need for you not to get frustrated when I am really emotional and I don't know what I need. I understand. Can you go into a little more detail about some of the emotions you're experiencing? And because a lot of other women are experiencing the same things and just the, how natural it is. But if you don't mind talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a big part of it is there's a lot of grief. And and I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. And there's almost guilt around that to be like grieving so much. Um, But you really are. Like for me, I I was grieving a lot of just the fact that like my body has just changed so much. Uh, And for a long time, like that was something that I really prided myself on. So it was kind of just like grieving that and just grieving a lot of my freedom that I feel like has shifted. Um, and I've really had to kind of work through the narrative I've created around that um, and just kind of like seeing this as a season. And um, it's been really just grieving my old, just my old life in a lot of ways, my old self, um, because I'm not who I was before. And along with just some other circumstantial things that have happened um, in regards to just kind of like having to rehome my dog and um, finding out that he had passed inside of that whole process. Mm. So there was just a lot of, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness. And I think that was kind of um, an interesting thing because it wasn't just like, a, Oh, okay. You know, there's like this big happy piece. It's like, no, like I'm so sad. Like I, I miss my old life. This is triggering. I miss this. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't know how I feel right now. Um, and I think just like, just embracing the grief was a huge piece. And also just recognizing there was a lot of anger and a lot of rage um, that was coming up as well. 
And I think a lot of that was just because for so long I didn't really give myself permission to really go into the sadness. Mm-hmm. So the rage was kind of like this this thing that was coming up and gosh, you know, having a baby during COVID and then um, the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and all of this stuff has been extremely triggering uh, mm-hmm. and just bringing up like a lot of stuff for me and, and just kind of like noticing where my mind will want to attach what I'm feeling to what's happening in the world. It's kind of like, okay, let me look for something to hold on to the place this anger in or to place this rage in. And it's like, mm-hmm. when I look at that, then it's like, okay, I can, I can start to, to feel it. But then when I actually start to do the work and go deeper, it always comes back to self. And for me, what was coming through was just a lot of like feeling this lack of control and just the sense of like chaos and all of these times for me and having had experienced sexual trauma uh, throughout my life, a lot of that was triggered during the birthing process um, mm. and going into labor and having to have an emergency C-section and everything that happened inside of that. And so there was a lot of the, those wounds that were opened up and I was noticing just how much anger was coming up um, inside of me. And then uh, there's just been a lot of other stuff when it comes to just like past life and uh, just some ancestral wounding. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, that might be a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> But honestly, I honor, I honor you for really like not only saying it to yourself, but saying it out loud because you did post something about this on Facebook. And I think that from what I've seen, you know, so many people talk about the beauty of the birthing experience and how wonderful it is and how you instantly fall in love. And the part of the conversation that they leave out is exactly what you're talking about, that there's an entire identity shift that you're going through and you have to come to terms with it's, it's grieving is a great word because it's a loss of a certain part of your life. That's going to evolve into a different part of your life. And yep. that's very common. The first year to two years, the baby's born, which is why actually statistically like something like 70% of couples are miserable the first year or two. And mm-hmm. if they don't play their cards, right, if they don't do the work like you're doing, then unfortunately many couples don't make it. And so I think, that, you know, it's great that you're, you're confronting this head on. And I think you use the word that was perfect in terms of it's a season. It's a season that you're going through and experiencing. And like all seasons, seasons change. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's great that you're acknowledging that. So thank you for putting that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the big thing is like when you're in it, it kind of feels like there's no end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you just kind of get thrown into it. Um but I think for me, it's, it's just kind of like looking at the waves of emotions that you go through and just kind of seeing like how, how you move through so many different emotions in a day and just knowing like as you cycle through emotions and you, it's the same thing with cycling through these different seasons and just knowing it's like, okay, if my emotions can change as quickly, then, then so can just life and everything else. And it's just kind of like learning how to embrace the waves versus resisting them. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the analogy I use oftentimes in life because it is like waves. It's, it's the ocean. You know, there's torrential storms and then there's just calm waters and there's no rhyme or reason. This is part of the process and it's all right. You know, you don't have an area where there's all storms. You don't have an area where there's all calm. It's just the way life works. So navigating that. And I think what I'm hearing you say is that you're diving in head deep to really understand what's going on. Whereas some people don't want to look at that or some people just are not sure or they don't have the next step. 
So what is the next step you would say to somebody if they were just feeling off and didn't know what to make of their feelings? What would you say is a great question to ask yourself? Yeah, you know, I'm really blessed in this just because of the amount of of work that I've done and uh, tools that I have. Um, But for me, like the big, the big shift was reaching out to women that I admire who have children Um, Mm -hmm. and not just admire, like, from the perspective of like, I admire who they are and how they live their life. And I think that was a big thing um, because I think it's really, really easy to go in, into mom groups and be like, Oh, you know, I'm dealing with this and everyone else kind of like sharing that they're dealing and dealing with the same things and kind of get into a place where everyone's just operating in a similar lower vibration. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was really, really important to find women who could hold space, but also, support me in transmuting a lot of the emotions that were coming up and just Mm -hmm. understanding that it was so much deeper than what I was feeling right now. Um, So I think finding spaces where what I was experiencing was not only validated, but also was able to be transmuted. And so I've been doing a lot of um, emotional release work with the healers and mentors that I've hired and um, decided to work with. Because it, it did for a while there, I was just like, I was spiraling and I was like, I don't understand what is going on. It's just like wave after wave. Like, I feel like I'm, I just like, I'm drowning in emotions right now and I don't understand this and I don't understand myself. And I was wanting to have support from certain people, but because they had never been moms before, they just could, like, there was no way they could understand what I was going through. Right. Um, so I had to reach out to different people and just kind of get a feel for, you know, the way that they were talking about it and, you know, bless the, the women that I had found and I had reached out to and just like their comprehension of the emotional aspect of it and like the spiritual side of it and what comes through. And I think for anyone else out there, it's like, you know, it's finding the people that you really resonate with. And I think the biggest piece is people who have, I don't want to use the word emotional intelligence because I don't feel like it's quite right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's more so, people who are willing to dive into like emotional healing, like emotional release work, because it it is like we live in a culture where it's kind of like, okay, no, you're fine. Just put on a pretty face and don't talk about these Mm -hmm. things because we don't want to be labeled as having postpartum depression or anxiety or any of that stuff. And I feel like a lot of that is, uh, again, just my belief and perspective on this, is just giving ourselves permission to actually go in and feel the things and actually feel it to the depth and the core so we can really heal it. And I think a lot of the times we don't, we just kind of like express just a little bit, just enough. And then we go back to pretending that it's fine. And Mm -hmm. then it kind of builds up and we just, we lose it. And and that's just because we're not actually giving ourselves permission and safe spaces to really feel everything. That's incredible. Honestly, and where did you go? Like, because you mentioned uh, emotional release people who could help you with that. Where did you look on Facebook or elsewhere? Or so a lot of people just in my community. <laughs> okay. Um, people that I that I've known personally, and again, I I think the the thing I'll mention here as well is like I, I <laughs> being in the online space, working with a lot of high level coaches and healers. I just have a really incredible network that I know. Um, a lot of people aren't as blessed with. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of like an advantage that I just had. Um, but some of the work that I've been doing 
is like a spinoff of um, EFT, um, but going a lot deeper because I don't really think like the traditional EFT is what I was needing. It was, it's basically like the shadow side of EFT is what I would call it. Um, mm-hmm. It's called um, RMM. And then on top of that, a lot of breath work um, and a lot of just uh, sensual and sexual work that I've been doing. Well, it's great. So what advice would you give to a soon-to-be mom and a soon-to-be dad? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I would, I would really, really, really encourage them to just enjoy, like, as much as they possibly can. Uh, I, I, didn't take, I did not take that advice seriously. Um, the last few <laughs> days and weeks. <laughs> uh-huh. Beforehand. Uh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Beforehand. <laughs> like really just enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it. Um, and I think on the back end of that, it's like, it's just to surrender or right? like really, really surrender to the process and just like let whatever's coming up, come up and just know that like nothing is personal and just be willing to just like be reborn again and again and again inside of that process. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is it's like for for the women, it's like you're so allowed to feel everything that you need to feel and none of it is wrong. It doesn't make you a bad mom. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to feel hurt. You're allowed to feel triggered. You're allowed to feel all of it. Um, and I know that like it, there, it doesn't mean anything bad about you. And I think that was the biggest thing is it's like you're you're allowed to like sit on the floor and crying and listen to your baby cry because you have no fucking idea what to do. That's <laughs> fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be okay. And I think for, for the dads, it's just like, Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you can just, 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 you know, just, just hold, just hold down the fort. Just, just, uh, just hold the space. I think that's the biggest thing. And just, you know, She's she's going to be going through her own emotional roller coaster, and without getting into like deep conversations about like energetics here, it's just mm-hmm. being able to really hold the space without without making her feel guilty for feeling what she's feeling. And I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that um, that I experience is kind of just like the frustration with being two months in and like still feeling really emotional. And then it's like, you know, I, if I don't, if I can't feel safe being navigating my emotions and I don't really feel safe and I can't really feel fully expressed. So it's important to just recognize, like, it's going to take however long it's going to take. Make sure that you as a man have support from other men who understand the transition that you're going through because you are having your experience. Um but inside of the relationship with your partner right now, like the support needs to be around her navigating that space and for her to feel safe with you to express that. And then for you to have the support outside of the relationship to navigate everything that's going to be coming up for you. Um, and to know that it's not personal, especially when it comes to intimacy um, and just connection and just knowing that like she's, she's going to get through it, but she needs to go through this process first and, I think you can just kind of look at it like a massive emotional purging. Mm. I think if I could pull out an image for that one, as I've recommended to a few of my friends, it's kind of almost that image of Thor standing amidst the storm when lightning and wind and sand are just everywhere. Yeah. Hold centered, <laughs> hold yourself steady because that's also going to help her because she's dealing yeah. with enough. 
She doesn't need to now exactly. deal with you two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, Sophie, honestly, thank you so much for being so honest and forthright. This was just great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate your yeah. help and your guidance. Absolutely. I'm so glad I got to uh, do some support and thank you for reaching out. Thank you, Sophie, for being so honest and giving us so much guidance. And I think the high points of what Sophie was really talking about is this piece about this emotional storm. And for women, there are many people who kind of just say, well, I feel off or I don't feel well or I don't want to talk about it. But as Sophie so perfectly demonstrated, the key is to dive into it, but ensure that you have the support to take you through it with experienced people, especially women to women, who can help you through the process of unloading and dealing with the emotions you have, as well as guiding you towards healing. And for men, as you already heard, the key is to be present. In other words, as you heard from Sophie, women often don't know what they're experiencing during this process. They just know they have emotional storms. It's our, in our best interest to be present for them, to just let them know we are there. And yes, they are not going to be the same person because they are not the same person. They're going through an identity shift. So the biggest key is support, not to react to what you're seeing, but to just be present and supportive. And also, as she mentioned, reaching out to other male friends who can be present for you and guide you through what to expect. Unfortunately, many men are not able to do this, and it leads down a road that doesn't end well for a relationship, where there's separation, where there's divorce, and impacts the child ultimately. So take a step back and be present for her in the way that she needs, even if it means just giving her that safe space, as Sophie mentioned, to figure things out. And remember, moms, while there may be times you feel lonely or confused or unsure what to do, you are not alone. While billions of women have had children before, we understand this may be your first and the first time you're dealing with this experience and figuring things out as you go. And that's why we're here to support you. So make sure to reach out to some of the moms on our interviews. And of course, you could reach out to me and I could always forward that information along. As for the dads listening in, I thank you in advance because I know you want to become a legendary father. Quick reminder that the Legendary Father course is available at legendaryfathermap.com where I take you through the steps on creating your best self so you can be a model for your baby. Create an amazing day, parents. Please visit wineandwipes.com to provide feedback on the podcast, request to be interviewed for the podcast, and connect both with me, Greg Coral, and my guests. You can also connect with me at greg at thegiftedstoryteller.com or on Instagram at thegiftedstoryteller. Remember, change happens when we take what we learned and then put it into action. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. See you soon for the next one.